You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. Up here with me this morning is Douglas Kirsten, and he is one of those folks who has heard a whisper from God. In fact, he's heard a number of those over the course of time. He is one of the folks that helps us with our student ministry and helps Pastor Donnie and the team there. He's one of the staff members, uh, volunteers every week to pour into junior high. Uh, and senior high students. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we had 140 students and staff away at Beach Escape, and it was undivided. That's the one I'm wearing. And uh, Douglas has heard a whisper to uh, pursue full-time student ministry. And uh, he'll be telling us a little bit more about that later. But would you welcome Douglas here on the platform with me this morning? So how many of you would just confess by a show of hands that you have been told at one time or or another that you mumble? Anybody? Okay. It's an ongoing dialogue between my wife and I. I'm constantly saying, would you please say that again? Would you please speak up? Stop mumbling. She says you're getting older and you can't hear me anymore. Okay. So there's really not a way to win that one. And, And so it's an ongoing conversation. But how many of you have ever wished that God would please speak up. You were just struggling to hear from him and you're wishing you would hear from him. I've been there. I know what that's like. I wish at times that God would use a megaphone and just say, David, here's what I want you to do or here's where I want you to go or here's how you should handle that situation. And I've wished many, many times that it would be really, really loud. But as we started the service today and I told you the story of Elijah, most of the time God tends to whisper which is a little frustrating at times. Again, I wish he would just shout from the mountaintops. And he's probably wishing, he's probably saying, David, I am speaking rather loudly. You're just dense. You're hard of hearing. Whatever the case is, I want to try to help us over the next couple of days to learn to, uh, uh, this week and next week, to discern the voice of the Lord in a better way, in a way that would help us not only for ourselves, but also for our children. And we're going to ask a series of just five questions today um, that have been a part of the conversation in our household for the last 14 years as we've been raising our children. And they've been, they've heard us over the years saying, you know, I think I sense the Lord prompting me to do this, or I think I, I, I'm feeling his leading to do that. And they, you know, immediately the question is, well, did you hear God audibly? Did you, you know, did he talk out loud? And as much as I wish that would happen... The truth of scripture is, is that every time God came to somebody in a way, through an angel or through a voice, and it was out, it was audible out loud, it was always like, don't be afraid, you're about to wet yourself, I'm going to speak out loud. And people would, you know, hunker in down and get scared. And I don't know that I really want God to speak audibly to me, but I do love his whispers. And I want you all so desperately uh, that are here today and listening by podcast to be able to sense the whispers of the Holy Spirit, to know what he's saying and when he's saying those things to you. So that's what we're going to try to unpack. And I hope that it won't just be for us, but that it'll be for the next generation so that as I'm talking to my children about learning to hear the voice of God, that we would be able to do that in our own families and with our own grandchildren and children and all the generations to come. Uh, because people throughout the course of history have heard the whispers of God. In fact, the very, very central whispers we're going to be talking about today, and they've done something with those, and their response to God's whispers has made a difference so that we now sit here today with the same opportunity to hear God's whispers in our generation for the benefit of a coming generation. 
So I want to talk through those questions there about um, how God whispers and when he whispers and those different kinds of things. If you're visiting with us today, if this is your first time with us, um, we're, you know, you may be kind of in that exploring mode. You say, see, I know Christians. They just walk around with voices in their heads, okay? I'm not talking about anything weird or freaky or anything like that. I'm just talking about the still, small, quiet voice of God that kind of prompts us here, prompts us there, not walking around saying, I've heard from God on every single thing. Are we clear on that? Okay, but we do have the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So how does God whisper? That's what I want us to begin with this morning. And the primary way that God whispers to us is through his word, through the Bible. If you think that you can hear the voice of God on a regular basis, apart from spending time on a daily basis or frequently in God's word, you're going to have a really hard time learning to discern his voice and learning to hear his promptings and follow through on the whispers. It requires us spending time, little chunks of time on a daily basis in God's word, turning open the pages of scripture. I I encourage you to go to Proverbs, go to Psalms, or maybe start with the gospel of John, one of those books that talks about um, the life of Jesus and begin to ask God right when you open up your your, your Bible or turn in your YouVersion Bible app, you go in there and... You say, God, before I read this today, I want to hear from you. So would you say something to me? And you just read a little section and you just sit and you say, God, would you speak? And if you hear something, then you begin to act on that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But but the word of God is primarily how he speaks to us and how he whispers to us. He also whispers to us through promptings and impressions. Uh, through our conscience. Anybody, you know, ever hear a whisper of God from your conscience of, eh, I probably shouldn't do that. And that the conscience starts to come in there. God whispers to us in that way. He whispers to us through godly counsel, through seeking the advice and wisdom of other people who have been where we haven't been, who have lived maybe longer or lived through something that we're facing, who know God's word, who can help point us to the things that we're wrestling with and we're struggling through to be able to find the wisdom of God in those moments, and he even whispers through dreams. There have been many times in the scriptures where people heard the voice of God through a dream and they got direction for their life. And maybe that's happened to you. I know that happens to me sometimes, occasionally here and there. It's always a little, you know, like, was that just a nightmare or did I really hear from the voice of God? And then I have to work through that, that process. But those are some of the ways of, how, of the how of God whispers. What about when does he whisper? Douglas, tell us about that a little bit. Um, Probably the most frequent way that I've experienced, that I've heard other people experience for when God whispers is through their prayer time, through the time in their lives where they're silent, where they're in solitude. Um, And in in my my small groups that I lead for Nexus Student Ministries, we have students often ask, like, what do you mean, like, God speaks to me? He he speaks in my prayer? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm pretty straight with him. I'm like, do you ever shut up whenever you're praying? Give him a chance to talk? (laughs) Because I think that's something that it's, it's a common misconception that prayer needs to be all of us talking. But I think there's a part of that. But that's a two-way road. That has to be a conversation. And so we're always emphasizing to them to, like, lay everything out to God. But then shut your mouth. Give yourself a chance. Open up your ears and let him speak into you. And that's whenever you can hear those whispers. Um, other times through fasting. And um, fasting is typically associated with um, fasting from food. So during those meal times, um, that's an opportunity to take your physical desire and, and need for food, and you put all of that on your desire just to hear from God and let Him fill you. Um, and that can also lead to times of meditation, uh, through messages being preached in a church setting, through worship music. Um, those are all different ways that the, the Holy Spirit can speak through those and whisper into your heart guidance for your life. Um, and I think 
one of the main things that, that we can do to help assist in the Holy Spirit speaking to us is we can reduce the speed of our life. Maybe slow things down. We get really caught up in the busyness of everything that we're doing, jumping from one commitment to the next. But whenever we slow down that speed and allow ourselves to have that time of prayer and time to get into our Bible and the, the time for solitude, and maybe it's while you're driving, you just turn off the music sometimes um, just to allow that, that moment of quiet to, to be with Jesus. Um, and how many in here, I, I think it's pretty common too, that you experience uh, hearing from God in nature, uh, right? Like getting out there, seeing all of his creation, all of his beauty, that's another um, way to hear his whispers and maybe serving in, in any kind of capacity in the community, serving students, serving your neighbors. Um, I think those are all different ways for, for when God uh, will whisper to you. What does his whisper sound like? Your mama. That's what my, that was the first thing when I wrote that question down and I thought about what I felt like the whispers of God have sounded like in my lifetime. A lot comes from my parents and I've heard things through, through what they would offer me in, in terms of a godly counsel and, and godly wisdom. Maybe it's your grandparents or your spouse. Maybe it's your friends or your pastor or just your gut deep down inside. It takes time to understand and to, to know, you know, just like when you're a child, if you're a child, you take your child to the playground and there's all these kids running around and all the moms are around on the outside or the dads are around on the outside and, and it's time to go and you're hollering at your kid, they have to learn to hear what? Your voice. And that's that sense of trial and error. That's, they look up and try to figure out, is that my mother or somebody else? And they're, you know, they're trying to figure out what does mama's voice sound like? What does daddy's voice sound like? And, it, and it's the exact same way with God's voice is that the longer you walk with him, the more you understand that sounded like God. That wasn't just me or that wasn't somebody else. That sounded like something that my heavenly father would say to me. Jesus understood this. And he said some very cool words in John chapter 10. Take a listen at this. Jesus said, the sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Again, I would submit to you that we should be glad that it's not audible. I think until we reach perfection, our bodies and minds and spirits and souls, are, it's, it's overwhelming when the audible voice of God, if the audible voice of God were to speak to us. So he whispers so that we can understand. He whispers so that we will pay attention. And you may think you've heard from the Lord. And you get out there and you start moving forward and you end up realizing later that you didn't hear from the Lord. Keep trying. That's why we have grace. That's why we have mercy. That's why God allows us to have that, that space as we learn to figure out exactly what his voice and what his whisper sounds like. But the bottom line on all of this is that you have to turn the volume of your life down. So, much of, so many of us spend so much time Something is always on. The television is always on. The radio is always on. We're always on the phone. We're always multitasking. We're always going, going, going. Anybody else besides me? Okay, there's at least two of us, the rest of you, okay? Uh, we struggle with that. And, and I heard the voice of the Spirit saying, David, you have to turn the volume of your life down. You have to give me space so that when I do whisper, you can hear. What does God say when he whispers? It was great uh, this last 
a couple of weeks, I put out there on Facebook that we were talking about this, and a whole bunch of you replied to describing those moments. I ask you to describe the moments in life when uh, God has whispered to you something, and then how did you handle that whisper? And if you haven't seen that yet, you can still, I'd love for you to reply to that. Some of that stuff was so encouraging. The encouragement words that God whispers, um, the admonitions, um, the challenges that he brings our way through the whispers, all of those things are are, uh, ways that God and words that God says to us. But I'm going to give you really four um, that I've heard over the course of my life that I'm trying to train my own kids and that I'm really hoping that you'll be very sensitive to uh, in your own life. And the first one, we're going to go just run through four of these. The first one is simply uh, the idea of start. The Holy Spirit whispers to us that idea of start. And the bottom line here is that he wants us all to have a relationship with him. So on a regular basis, he is wooing us. He is calling us to himself. He's drawing us to himself. He's asking us to be in that relationship. He's telling us that he loves us, that he cares about us, that we matter to him, that he has a plan for our life, that he's not leaving us alone, that he's helping us to find him and to follow him. And so there's this idea within the scriptures that he was constantly inviting people to himself. And Jesus, again, understood that very clearly. A couple of times in John chapter 6, he said some things that help us to see this. Listen to those as Douglas reads. Verse 44 in chapter 6 reads, For people can't come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them from the dead. And later on in verse 63, Jesus said, It is the Spirit who gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Whispers help us to repent and to turn from our sin. Repentance is that idea that we feel guilty, we feel sorry about what it is that we've done, and we turn not just away from whatever it might be, but that we turn toward God. Reformation is just turning away from something, but when an alcoholic not just turns away from the alcohol, but also turns to God, that's repentance and walking away from sin. And it is the Holy Spirit that draws us to Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And Jesus made that way possible for all of us. And so the Holy Spirit is whispering to us in those seasons of our lives when we're exploring faith in him. He's saying, come, start a relationship with me. So if you've never done that, that may be the simple whisper that you need to hear, that you need to be able to respond to that whisper from God, your heavenly father who made you, who loves you, has a purpose for you and a plan for you. And he's saying today, would you start following me? Would you start a relationship personally with me? I'm the God of the universe and I created you and I love you enough to want to be intimately involved in your life on a daily basis. And for those of us who have already started that relationship, it's encouragement for us today to finish well. Sometimes we start things really well, but we're not so good at finishing. It's a reminder for us to continue to um, pursue that relationship with our Heavenly Father and to allow Him to draw us into His will for our lives. Now, there's other things that he whispers in terms about starting. You know, it might be starting, uh, you know, something else, a, a relationship, or starting uh, a different path down, um, down life. It might be growing spiritually. It might be starting a small group or starting to maybe get involved with the body of believers here at Riverside or someplace else on a regular basis. Maybe it's starting to deal with an issue or an insecurity or starting to face an addiction and getting it out in the open, confessing that and moving forward, no longer being in 
captivity, but maybe the Holy Spirit would whisper, start counseling today or start reading your Bible um, or start to be in, a, in, a, in, a, in your marriage, start praying together, start dating. Um, maybe with your body, it's start exercising. Um, maybe it's start excellence in school. I don't know what he might say to us this morning, but I know that throughout the course of my life, there have been very clear promptings where he wanted me to start something. Another prompting or another whisper that comes quite a bit throughout the course of life is the whisper to stop. David, stop doing this. This is hurtful. This is harmful. This will end in disaster. This will be a a dead end. This will hurt you. This will hurt the kids or this will hurt Amy or whatever it might be. Um, This will not be a good example to others. That stop whisper, whisper comes throughout the course of our lives. Jesus Um, made some very clear statements about the Holy Spirit's role in John chapter 16 and whispers from heaven show us our sin because the Holy Spirit is the one who pinpoints that. Take a listen at this. Jesus says, And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Anybody ever heard stop before? Please tell me I'm not the only one. Thank you. Stop carries with it the idea of conviction. There's a conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's an awareness of our guilt regarding some personal sin. Stop tells us that the Spirit of God wants us to be in relationship with Him, but the the direction that we're headed will separate us from Him. He doesn't go anywhere, but we tend to wander. And so when we start to get off the path, He says, Stop. Stop. That's going to be a disaster. Come back. Come back. Let's continue down the same path. Now... Really, the idea in Scripture is that only God is the one that's supposed to make us aware of our personal sin and our personal guilt. And I want you to understand or I want you to hear something today. If you've checked out for just a minute, listen up. Our job as followers of Jesus is not to convict other people. That is the Holy Spirit's job. Our job as followers of Jesus is to follow him and if we're asked, we can speak to certain circumstances, but our, our lives are not to be about going around pinpointing everybody else's sin. Amen? It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. The Holy Spirit's job is conviction, not condemnation. And there's a huge difference between the two. Condemnation tears a person down, tears you down, your worth and your value in God's sight. The devil tells you that you are less than, that you are worthless. How could you possibly do that? How could you call yourself a follower of God? He finds those moments where he can condemn you. The Holy Spirit does not operate that way. The stop of the Holy Spirit speaks to behavior. It speaks out of love and is motivated by love that we would keep and maintain a relationship with our Heavenly Father. So, what is it that He's asking you to stop? What's the conviction of the Holy Spirit? What's the whisper of the Holy Spirit? Is it stopping the worry? Is it stopping the gossip? Is it about overeating? Is it about gossiping or uh, overcommitting yourselves? You know, we were talking this week and... One of the things that we, we often hear, Douglas and I have talked about, that, that the Holy Spirit sometimes says, hey, you need to not be so overcommitted. You need to say no to some things. So sometimes it's to stop something um, to be able to do what's really, really good. Maybe it's to stop criticizing your spouse or overspending. I got a whole list. Maybe it's stop tearing down other people or the use of 
technology in a way that's inappropriate or harmful to your relationships, to your marriage? What is it that's getting in the way of you stopping? And just think for a minute about one thing. Again, we're talking about one thing because you might have a whole list of things. Well, here's 10 things I need to be stopping. Okay, let's focus in on one today. It can get overwhelming otherwise. So pick one thing and then close your eyes for just a minute and picture what your life would be like if you stopped doing that, if you followed through on that whisper. Confess that sin. Get help. Don't do it alone. Don't do it in the darkness. Get the help that you need so that you can be able to move forward because many times the whispers come to stop and God's waiting on that and he's wanting us to stop so that we can have relationship with him at a deeper level, at a further level. Another one that I hear from time to time is the whisper, stay. Stay. I want you to think for a minute about your specific set of circumstances throughout the course of your life. How do you typically decide when to stay and when to go? When you enter conflict or disappointment or disillusionment or discouragement, is it easier for you to run or is it easier for you to stay? The Apostle Paul was one of those first followers, must have seen a pattern in believers. I think it's human nature that many times we would prefer to run rather than stay the course. So Douglas is going to read through several passages that we put in your notes there so you'd have the references that, that help us to see this need of these first century believers who were in the midst of hurt and difficulty and pain and hardship, tremendous persecution for their faith in Jesus, and he constantly encourages them to stay. And I want you to listen to this and think about not only them, but your own propensity to want to go away and to want to, want to, want to uh, run away from the circumstances that you find yourselves in. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, Paul writes, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And he writes to the church in Galatia, and here he's um, challenging the Galatians, and, and, and through the text, challenging us to, to stay and trust God for the results. He writes, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. He then writes to the Thessalonians, um, and here he's addressing Christians who are living in idleness awaiting Christ's return. And he says, dear friends, you must never become tired of doing right. Never become tired of doing right. And then it reads in Hebrews that this is a reminder that in everything we do, whenever we are staying and being still, Um, that we need to fix our eyes on Jesus and always keep him in our sight for everything that he has endured, everything that he stayed through. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. All right, so as you listen to that, what's the Holy Spirit starting to whisper to you about where you need to stay? It's certainly not my intention to make anyone feel guilty. And I want to be clear about this. There is no whisper that would come from God, in my opinion, that would tell you to stay if you are in an abusive situation. 
If you are a punching bag in any relationship and you're sensing this, hey, you need to just stay and tough it out, I'd really be cautious about heeding that whisper. I would tell somebody, I would share it, I would get it out in the open so that you can figure out how to get healing and wholeness and be safe. Sometimes it is the right thing to quit. But for the rest of us who might not find ourselves in an abusive context or an abusive relationship, what will happen if we run too early, if we bail too quickly, if we leave prematurely? What lessons will we fail to learn if we ditch that relationship or ditch that job, if we transition out of that situation into another situation? I don't know what it might be in your life specifically, but maybe God is wanting to teach you something about longevity or about a a strong work ethic or how to manage conflict or maybe how to navigate through uh, a situation with humility. I know there have been times when I've desperately wanted to run from things and God says, no, 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 I want you to stay, David. I've got something I need you to learn and you're not going to learn unless you stay. If you keep running and keep moving and keep going from thing to thing, you won't truly figure out how to learn to persevere through that situation. So sometimes the whispers of the Holy Spirit are stay. Maybe it's stay in college. Maybe it's stay in that relationship or that marriage. Maybe it's stay at that place of work for a while longer until the work that's been done in you and doing what God is doing in you and through you at the time is brought to completion. Maybe it's stay in that church or in this church or in that small group. I don't know where the Lord might be telling you to stay, but pay attention to the whisper when he says to stay, that you don't leave, that you don't exit too prematurely and short-circuit the work of God and what he wants to do in your life. The last one is the whisper of go. Whisper to go. Whispers guide us into the will of God. I get the sense sometimes that we think that um, the will of God is something that he dangles out in front of us and that it's a constant moving target. God wants us to know what his will is. It's not a secret, but we have to slow down. We have to stop long enough for him to be able to say, here's where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. And what is it today that God is challenging you to go? Where, where is he challenging you to go and what's he challenging you to do? Whispers don't just give us information. They're designed to produce a godly pattern within us and to guide us uh, over the course of our lives. And in order for us to go somewhere, in order for us to go somewhere else, we're probably going to have to leave where we are. And to step toward your destiny, you may just have to step away from your security. And the whisper to go may mean that you need to leave your family or your friends or your traditions or your material comfort. That was certainly the case when Jesus whispered into the ears of the disciples, come and follow me. And they would follow him all the way to the cross and every single one of them would be martyred following Jesus and following those whispers. But we stand on their shoulders today, men and women who are called to go. There's two accounts that we've got in your notes that I want Douglas to read that talk about the men and women who were then at that time ready and willing to go where God was whispering to them. Take a look at this. In this first passage in Acts chapter 13, um, it's, it's discussing Saul, uh, also known as Paul, and him being called to his first missionary journey. It reads, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, 
the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And you can see here that there again is that emphasis on fasting and praying and that those are different opportunities that God's whisper will be um, channeled through and be received. Um, In this next passage in Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10, um, I like this example because it's also showing God's whisper that sometimes uh, it is a trial and error, that God gives us the go, but there are times where we might think that it's his whisper and we go and he's like, no, not there. Maybe try this way. Mm, Try again. Maybe go back this way. Um, So it reads, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision... We got ready to leave at once for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. I love that, as Douglas said. You know, they were they were working their way across. They didn't have the whole roadmap, and when finally the vision came, when the whisper came, and Paul was ready to go, he you know spent several weeks praying and fasting some more. He talked to all of his friends. He posted it on Facebook: Should I go or should I not go? Right? No. That's not what he does. In fact, he says, it says right there, we got ready at what? At once. They got up and they went. Why don't we go? When we hear the whisper to go, why don't we go? Is it because we're afraid? We're afraid of being wrong. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of being ridiculed. We aren't sure of ourselves or maybe, you know, hey, yeah, we just... I'll do that later, God. Thanks for that whisper, but I'm not quite ready yet. I'll I'll get to that whenever I have more time. Maybe it's just straight out disobedience. Go there, do that. Nope, I'm not going to. If you want a great story on the whispers of God and how a no turns out, go read Jonah. It's a great book. It takes faith to please God. And I want you to think about those times when you decided to go when it would have been easier to stay? What about those times? What's on the backside after you've said yes and taken that leap of faith to the whisper to go? And what is it that's guided you through the course of your life? Has it been more of fear or has it been more of faith? And this week, as we were talking about this, um, Douglas was sharing with me some whispers that he's been hearing. And I've asked him to share with you a little bit about that because he's kind of on the, the backside of some of these early whispers and the leaps of faith that he's taken. And this is some pretty cool stuff. Um, so several years ago, uh, these, these whispers that I heard and my obedience to those whispers have brought me to, to this point today. I probably wouldn't even have this relationship with uh, Pastor David Kennard. I wouldn't have been asked to be up here to, to help him um, deliver this message today if I hadn't obeyed these whispers. Um, so two years ago, two and a half years ago, I was in a, uh, a relationship that was sinful. It was one of those things that was heading towards a dead end, but um, at that time, I was a Christian on Sunday mornings and Tuesday nights at small group, but other than that, I was avoiding any whispers that I might have been hearing. Uh, I must have had earplugs in, but very clearly through a conversation that I had uh, with a mentor of mine, uh, Chad Zolo, he's the worship leader um, uh, up at the mills, him and Dave trade places sometimes, but uh, through a conversation with Chad, I very clearly um, 
heard and felt God's whisper to me to stop, that there was something in my life that I needed to stop, and I knew that it was that relationship because it was holding me back from serving in all of the capacities that I, I had desired to. Um, so I stopped that, and I started to see change, and I started to open up my ears and be more perceptive to God's whisper and His voice. Um, and as I did that, that summer, I was um, being encouraged by some of my peers from the young adults group that I should pursue Nexus staff, uh, that I should volunteer my time for the junior high and senior high ministry. Um, it started off just them saying that they thought that I would really enjoy it and that I would connect with some of the students. Um, so as I was thinking about that, there was, a, there was a week that I took my younger brother to a concert festival. We went to see this band that we both really love, and he wanted to meet them. Um, so we went through their meet and greet line, and their drummer, who is one of my favorite drummers, he signed my ticket. And his name is Matt, but when he signs, he doesn't just put his name, he signs Matt 633. I'm horrible at scripture memory. That's not my strength at all. So I saw Matt 633, and I was like, I know this is a Bible verse. This is probably going to be influential, but... I didn't have a Bible with me at the concert festival, so I got home that night and I looked it up, and it was seek first his kingdom. And I, I just kept reading that and praying over it, and then a couple weeks later, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with Pastor Donnie Marsh about pursuing Nexus staff, and I thought, this is, this is the first place that I want to seek his kingdom. I want to seek his kingdom and see what he can do through me with these students. Um, so that was the whisper for me to start. God spoke through that prayer time and through that scripture and just told me to start. This is something I want you to start, and let's just see what's going to happen. Uh, well, clearly he knew that a month down the road, there would be another loud whisper to go, and that was to change my, my life path and do whatever I could to uh, pursue student ministries full-time. Um, and it was just through those whispers, and with each one, uh, like he was sharing earlier, that the, the child on the playground, you get more familiar with your parent's voice, when you, when you hear those whispers and you begin to obey them, something amazing happens because then you hear his voice more clearly and you, you know the sound of it, you know the feeling of it, and you become more sure. And trial and error becomes less and like assurance and um, can just confidence in knowing that you're hearing his whisper becomes more. Um, but that's, those are some of the whispers that I've heard. So by faith, you can decide to go. Or by fear, you can decide to stay. And I'm not saying that you have to have the faith today for the entire journey. You have the faith for the first step, and he gives you the first step. And then, you know, if you're like me, you hear that whisper go. It's like, okay, but could I have the whole plan, God? I'd, I'd like to know what the next five steps are. That would really be helpful. I'd sleep a lot better, God, if I could have all of that. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way most of the time. As frustrating as that may be for those of us who like to have the whole plan, God says, you step out, you go, and then I'll give you the next step as you're obedient, and I'll give you the next one, and I'll give you the next one, and I'll give you the next one. And quite frankly, many times, looking back, had I gotten the whole plan, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> I would have been too scared. I would have been too this or that or the other. And so I know as I follow Jesus more and more, that taking that first step of going is, is really where it's at. And so, again, in your notes, the question is there, what are you hearing the whispers about in terms of going? Where is he asking you to go? Maybe it's to go interview for a job. Maybe it's to go to another country. Maybe it's to get real practical about your Bible reading and actually starting to read your Bible and, and actually going to a place and, and spending time with God specifically for the purpose of hearing him. Maybe, it's, um, maybe it is transitioning out of a job. Maybe it is going somewhere else. Maybe it's to begin a, a new ministry or to start a small group. That's why we have an orientation coming up. Maybe it's to um, write a book. Maybe he wants you to write a book or go public 
with your faith in Jesus or have more children. Maybe he's telling you to go and adopt or go and foster. Maybe he's telling you to go ask her out on a date. I don't know what he's going to tell you for sure. But I know that his whispers to go are some of the most exciting. So what is our response to be when we do hear a whisper? When we hear these whispers of start, stop, stay, and go, our answer is yes. Is to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to hear your voice My hands are open, my heart is open, and before I hear the whisper, I want you to know that no matter if it's start, stop, stay, or go, or something else, the answer is yes. I'll follow you. Why not give that a shot? Why not make this prayer, Psalm 143, your prayer as you go to God to hear that next whisper? Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. You know, it's the daily yeses to the whispers that give us the next whisper, that give us the next whisper, that give us the next one. And when God determines that we can be trusted with a whisper and we say yes to that, and maybe it's some real small area, but he sees that we're faithful to say yes in that, that the next time he whispers, and maybe it's something a little bigger, that again... He can trust us with a yes there. And maybe it's again another one and it's even bigger. And the voice is getting louder and the circumstances are getting more complex. But he knows that no matter what it is, we're going to say yes each step of the way. And when it's all said and done, we realize over the course of our life that his kingdom has come and his will has been done. And he has gotten the glory from the way that we live our lives because we're willing to say yes to his whispers. So the big thing for today is there simply in your notes. The whispers are designed to guide us through life in a way that best honors God. And our response to his whispers should be yes. And I want you to think for just a minute about what would have happened, what our world would be like today if Jesus hadn't said yes to his heavenly father's whispers. They were having a direct conversation in heaven before he came. And the next thing you know, he's born of a virgin, going to live 30 years, 33 years before he would give his life for you and me. But he had to learn to hear the whispers of his heavenly father, just like we do. And imagine if he'd have never said yes to the whisper to leave carpentry and to go teach. Imagine if he'd have never picked those disciples to be his apostles that we would build the future of our church, churches upon? What if he never decided to go to the crowds and to feed them and to minister to them and to heal and to preach and to teach? What if he would have said no to the whisper to go straight into the heart of Jerusalem, the lion's den? What if he'd have said, no, Father, I think I'll stay in Galilee. It's safer here. Instead, he said yes to the whisper. He went straight into the heart of Jerusalem. He said yes to the whisper to go to the garden. He said yes to the whisper, go to the cross for you and for me. And imagine if he'd have never done that, what our world would be like. Imagine if those first followers hadn't said yes to the whispers of the Holy Spirit to go and take his word around the world so that you and I would be able to have a chance now and the generations before us, and the generations to come to have heard the good news that God loves us, that he wants to have fellowship with us, that he wants to be in relationship with us, what would it be like in our world today if Jesus 
had never said yes to the whispers. You see, he's never asked us to do anything that he didn't do himself. And what would happen if all of us would start saying yes to all the whispers? How do I know that I'm really hearing the voice of God? How do I know for sure that I'm hearing the whispers? Come back next week because that's what we're going to be talking about. Because there are some things that you can do to help to determine whether or not what you're hearing is from God or if it's just bad pizza the night before, which I've experienced that too. So I want to ask you if you would to bow your hearts with me and I want to pray. Lord, as we come to you in prayer, I want to invite you to speak to us that we would be men and women who would be people who would have the posture and the demeanor and the spiritual maturity to say, Lord, whatever you say, I'll do it. If it's start or stop or stay or go. Or maybe it's something completely different than those, Lord. We're sensing you whispering to us today that we would be quick to say, yes, Lord, I'll respond. Yes, Lord. Before you even whisper, the answer is yes. Now show me where to go. Show me who to interact with. Show me, Lord, what I'm doing that separates us or hurts others. And Lord, for some of us, the whisper we need to respond to today is to start a relationship with you. So would you give us the courage to simply say to you, as we best understand, if that's us today, Lord, somebody in this place or maybe even listening on the podcast to say, yes, Jesus, I want to start a relationship with you today. I ask you to forgive me. I want to stop doing what's hurtful to myself and others, and I want to begin to follow you. I give you myself, and I'll I'll stay right here until you tell me to go somewhere else. But when you say go, I'll follow you. Lord, may that be true of all of us. And wherever this needs to be applied in our lives, Lord, give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we've heard. Father, I pray that you would help us to be beyond just hearers of your word and to actually act upon it, to be doers of it, to embrace it and to do what we can to put ourselves in a position to hear from your whispers, to hear from your voice. Thank you for being a God who loves us enough, who wants to say things to us, who has specific things that you want to communicate. Help us to slow down, to give you space, to reduce the volume and the speed of our lives in such a way that we position ourselves to hear from you. Lord, prepare us this week for the next part of this series, Lord, that helps us to know for sure that we're hearing from you to begin to discern with wisdom if what we're hearing is is truly from you or something else. I pray all this in your name, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.